Welcome to The Way Home with Laura Smith, the show that brings you wonderful guests, helpful advice, and uplifting stories. The Way Home, live inspired. Here's your host, Laura Smith. Happy New Year, everyone. So great to be here with all of you. I am so happy and honored to share the beginnings of 2023 with you here on The Way Home. We're in our third year of the program, and we just want to say thank you to all of you for listening, all of the wonderful guests that have appeared uh, this past year, and for the ones that are upcoming as well. We've got some really good ones already planned. Well, for this show, you are going to love this. Medium Thomas John is in the house, and every year on New Year's, he gives me and my listeners a look, a peek into his New Year predictions. So this year, 2023, has all sorts of things going on, and Thomas John has an incredible knack for being able to sort of uh, foresee, that's maybe the best word, what is going to come in the new year on all different, many levels, politically speaking, uh, Hollywood-wise, environment, all sorts of things. And you can get his New Year's predictions online at mediumthomas.com. Can't wait to hear from the world's preeminent psychic medium. And then also we're going to hear from a nonagenarian. Yes, you heard me correctly. B. Franklin is also here today. She's 98 years young and a remarkable woman, just with a lifetime of almost a century of experiences she's going to be sharing with us. It'll keep you uplifted and inspired for sure. And then, of course, we'll be chatting at the end with my dear friends, uh, Bob Small, and Jim Cleefield of The Way Home. And uh, we just want to thank you all for joining us, including Balance of Nature, who makes the show possible. Balance of Nature, fruits and veggies in a capsule. To order your supply, get your new year started off nutritionally on the right foot. Go to balanceofnature.com for a variety of 32 fruits and vegetables and 10 servings a day to keep you optimally fit and healthy. You're listening to The Way Home. We'll be right back with Thomas John, Psychic Medium. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Well, being that it is New Year's Day... I thought it only appropriate to have on someone that I have on every year on this at this time. Uh, not only is he a very dear friend, but he happens to be um, really the world's preeminent psychic medium. And um, he's known the world over as uh, Medium Thomas or Thomas John. And uh, you, if you go to his website, you can see everything that he is doing in his world. But I've known him since way back when in New York City, uh, when we met many years ago, he, I felt he was a young kid and I was so blown away by this incredible mediumship reading that I had with him. And we started up a fast friendship and we've been friends ever since. And since that time, he's had a Las Vegas show, two television shows and uh, truly worldwide fame in his field of mediumship. Thomas, thank you so much for joining me. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you for having me as always. It's so much fun. Um, uh, what people may not know about you, if I have some new listeners, because the show is on in a different part of the country now. It's on in Connecticut and New York, but it's also in Indiana and Michigan. And for people that aren't familiar with you and your work, um, well, first of all, as I said, being kind of known the world over as this incredible medium, a lot of people have seen you through your TV shows. Where can they still find them? Seatbelt Psychic? Right. 
Um, well, my the the show that I have, the Thomas John Experience, is on Paramount um, Plus, and it still is a streaming show. You can watch it whenever you want. It's a streaming show, um, and we still have some episodes up from the season that we had. Um, so yeah, that's it's still available. You can also find some of it on um, YouTube and things like that. The Thomas John Experience was also your show in Las Vegas. Right. Um, and uh, that, unfortunately, was shorter lived than it would have been had COVID not happened. Um, so but I did get to see you there. I did get to go to Vegas and, and watch you in the show. And it was it was so magnificent. And it was it was just a wonderful venue at Cleopatra's Barge. You were in that famous uh, theater space um, that does smaller, more intimate shows and it it really truly was amazing but then as we said the whole world changed with covid and uh you're out and about and so busy i go to your website mediumthomas.com i see everything you have there between classes and uh one-on-one mentoring with your uh mediumship uh teaching and then also spiritual circles all around the country and sometimes even out of the country so you truly have a vast uh network and you're you're always someone uh, that goes to the people. So uh, you're you'll be in Indiana soon. I know that's coming up, right? In March, is it? Uh, April. April. Okay. I know you're going to be down in Carmel. Maybe we'll get you up uh, to South Bend area. What do you think about that? that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, we actually. Um, you were here. Was it 2019 or 2018? You came and we did. Uh, a show. Well, we did a show. I hosted, like, emceed the show, but you did the show. Um, and th- that was at the Tippy Canoe Place in South Bend at the uh, Studerbaker Mansion. And um, boy, people absolutely loved you uh, here in Northern Indiana. So I think it's, we're just going to have to get you back here. Just clear schedule. When you go down to Carmel, you'll have to make it back up to uh, South Bend. I would love that. That would be wonderful. So um, this is something that you've done. Every year with me, I think since I've known you when we were on WABC together in New York and uh, different uh, different venues and platforms and things like that. But uh, you every year you come out with a list of predictions for the coming year and you release it. On New- Is it New Year's Day that you release it? Yes, on New Year's Day. Correct. Mm hmm which is today, actually. So um, this is something that people can find. Do, do you have to pay for it or can you, is it free online? Uh, we do. I do have my uh, online course, but I actually have um, a personalized guide that you can buy that actually includes all of my predictions. It also includes affirmations for the year ahead, a meditation and a personalized um, energy profile for every month of your year ahead. So um, that is something that you can purchase. It's $88, but it has almost 50 pages of information. And again, you also get two classes of meditation. um, And that does have all the predictions as part of that as well. I see. Well, that sounds wonderful. So yes, uh, by all means, $88. It's so fascinating reading through your predictions. Um, I, I, I just love it, but I want people to understand how is it, you know, you're known as a psychic and a medium. So, um, those for, in your mind, are those two different mo- modalities? 
Um, they really are. A psychic is somebody who sees things about the past, present, and future and is really communicating on an energetic level and is seeing the energy as everything has energy and communicating in that way. And then you also have mediums that are more, they're doing the same thing, but it's more directed to, towards people that have died. So you're going to get connect because those people still, you know, they still have energy. So those people are going to, you know, you can get messages and feelings and, you know, senses around them. So um, both things are there. And um, yeah, and, and the psychics, one things that we do, I mean, there's a lot of things that psychics do, but one things that they, one thing that they do do is prophecy or predictions. Um, and even the most powerful psychics are usually only about 80 to 85% accurate. Um, but um, we are able to see things or, or see different trends or things like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. And I have traveled enough with you um, doing your various large group readings, and I have been on the air with you for years at a time. We did a show together um, uh, above and beyond on WABC Radio in New York for a couple of years. And, I, you know, for anyone who's a skeptic, that's fine. Everyone is entitled to their beliefs. But I have watched Thomas in action literally thousands of times give thousands of readings on the air um, with nothing more than a first name, Bob in Brooklyn say, and all of a sudden you just immediately you have somebody there from the other side that's coming through with a message and your messages are so detailed that you couldn't possibly make this stuff up. It would be impossible. And you do it on the spot. And it's the thing that I love about your work is that it's actually it, it's not about dog and pony show and look how incredible he is. The the great medium, Thomas John, it's it's about the healing work that happens. I see when you give messages to people, the healing that takes place in a very short amount of time with these these messages that that can only be relayed between the person that has passed and the person that you're speaking to and what goes on when they hear these messages and it's so remarkable. It is so beautiful to watch or hear, I should say, or, and watch when I've seen you in person. And it's just a beautiful thing. And I don't think people realize um, what a gift it is in terms of the healing work that goes on behind mediumship and actually being able to do that. It It is something so unique. And, you know, there are people out there that, uh, you know, claim to be mediums and, you know, and their their references and their the information they get is a little, I don't know, kind of ambiguous and not really pointed. You couldn't really tell whether it's for you or not. But with you, it's always so incredibly detailed. And the people inevitably are half in shock and, and just so moved by it. It's a, it's an incredible process to watch. So I, I did want to share that with people. But um, part of getting your predictions do you sit down because they're extensive? I mean, they're everything from politics to <clears throat> the environment to uh, sociology, psychology. They're just so vast, your predictions. Do you have to like sit in a room for a day all by yourself and you get them all at once? Or do you get them kind of as you're brushing your teeth one day and the next day and when you're sitting in a cab? Like, how do you receive these predictions? Because they're very detailed. Um, they come in all sorts of different ways. Um, but it is, you know, all of the people in our world, whether they be politics, whether they be, um, you know, whatever they're connected to, um, all of those people do, you know, they all, um, have energy to them. So as somebody that is, 
you know, kind of intuitively tuned into that, um, I, you know, I can, I can feel and pick up on that type of energy and stuff. So, um, there is definitely that it's a, and it is a very real, you know, uh, part of things. It is a very real thing. And so, um, everybody's gifts works in different ways. You know, everybody is, somebody will have different strengths and other things. Some people are more healers, you know, more mediumistic, more psychic. Um, it just really depends what somebody's abilities are. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about some of the predictions and um, because we want people to uh, to get them for themselves with everything else that you're offering um, today when they buy it. Um, let's just t- pick one of your favorite political uh, things that you see that um, you think would be interesting to the audience. Well, I mean, you know, there's obviously a lot going on politically um, that's just in the world and and globally, um, I, I feel that um, in in the coming year, um, we're going to see um, a, sort of a weakening with the Democratic Party. So um, I feel a lot of disorganization there. I feel a lot of confusion with them. Um, I, I'm not saying that they won't have certain wins in certain areas, but I do feel um, that they that I, I see them, you know, con- con- continuing to struggle. Um, I also feel that the, you know, just as a country, um, I feel that, um, we are still needing to be really, really aware of other countries. Um, you know, China, Russia, um, even, you know, other countries like India. Um, and I see, um, those countries, you know, kind of having their own, I mean, politics is obviously, you know, is, is such a broad thing, but I, I do think that there's going to be a lot of changes within the Democratic Party. Some, some may be positive. Um, some will be more negative and there's going to be a lot of disorganization, um, that I, that I feel on that end of things. Um, I, I think that, um, unfortunately, you know, right now it's kind of the energy of the world is that we're, especially in our country, I feel like we're very divided on a lot of things. Um, there's a lot of polarity. Um, and I do feel a lot of that, you know, um, you know, continuing. I don't think that that's, um, I don't think it's going to get better. I feel like it's actually going to get, you know, worse. Um, and you're also going to see the rise of some of these other, you know, these other sort of um, powerful people um, that really have a, a major stake in the world, like, you know, people like Jeff um, Bezos and Elon Musk that, you know, they're they're they have a lot of power with them because they're, you know, they're able to accomplish a lot of things. So I think that I feel that that also, um, you know, it's maybe something that we can look into as well and stuff. But, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of continued, you know, stress, controversy. Um, I, you know, I, I think it also gives us an opportunity in our personal lives to be, you know, more aware of that and, and, and maybe how we can try to calm things down for ourselves. Or even if there's something that's happening at a bigger level, um, you know, we can try to be a little bit more, um, you know, we don't necessarily have to allow that into our lives necessarily. So, right, right. It, and the change begins with me type of thing. Right. Um, I, I, I see that. Do you see, um, in the, in the Republican party, the conservative wing, do you see any particular person standing out as, as running for president? Um, I definitely feel that Ron DeSantis will. And I feel that, um, I, I see him just having a very powerful energy right now. Um, and I feel that he's somebody that, um, he, um, 
what spirit has showed me about him is that he's a little bit more, you know, I feel like sometimes he comes off in a way where he's very maybe black and white about things, but I, I, I feel that he's actually a much more, um, uh, you know, a, a, a lot more of a complicated person than that. And I feel that he, um, you know, he's, uh, he's, um, you know, I, I'm not an astrologer, but I always love to look at astrology. I mean, uh, he is a Virgo, so he's very, um, detail oriented. He's very intelligent. Um, and I see him as somebody that could be, um, actually a, a really unifying, I think both parties really need somebody that can be more of a, of a speaker, um, that can be more of somebody that can really, you know, get them more out there and stuff. Um, you know, um, many people asked me, um, you know, uh, you know, several years ago now at this point, um, they, um, that they said about Trump, you know, and, and people said, oh, this is, you know, this is silly, you know, he's not going to do anything. And um, at that time, I actually said, no, I see him running for president. He's going to, I feel like he's going to do very, very well. Um, I actually said in my predictions that I wasn't sure if he would win the popular vote, um, but I thought that he would do very well um, with the, you know, with, with, with it. And I thought it would be very close and I thought it could go either way, but I, I definitely saw, you know, that's something that I was seeing and stuff. So, um, and that happened. And I also said, as soon as he got into office within the first year, um, I did predict that he would run again. Um, and then people asked me about that again, um, when I was doing, you know, talk shows and radio shows about, would he, you know, people asked me about a year or two ago, would he run again? Um, and I said, he's absolutely going to run again. And, um, but I don't really see him as aligned much with where I see the Republican party going. I feel like I don't see him as connected. He, I feel like his energy has shifted. I think he's more consumed with things that he's dealing with. So I'm not really feeling him as strongly, you know, with things right now. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And for the uh, Democrats, do you see uh, Joe Biden running again? Um, He says he will, but I I, I find it hard to imagine. You said no. No, I don't sense that he will. I don't sense that he'll run again. And I feel like that's something that we'll hear about this year. Um, I think he'll I think that I feel I sense I shouldn't say I think I sense right now that he's he's trying to figure out, you know, what to what to share, what to you know, I feel that he. Um, he's, you know, he's more mysterious with things. I feel, I do feel like he is type of person where, you know, he sometimes will say one thing, do, you know, so I don't, that doesn't come through that. I mean, maybe, but I, I just don't really see that. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, what about any, uh, let's, let's move it to the sort of, uh, any popular, uh, personality or movie star type of thing. Is there, is there, is, is Will Smith going to make a comeback after that horrible thing that happened last year with the slap heard around the world? Do you see him ever being able to, uh, come back and in, in the way that he was in terms of his career and his profile? Um, I'm not sure about that. I mean, that's, I don't know about that necessarily. Um, but I, 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 I actually have some predictions that I talked about, um, coming up about, um, yeah, I don't, I, that's something that I doesn't come through really strongly, but, um, I do think that we're going to, uh, see, um, as far as celebrities, um, there's going to be a lot of, um, 
there's going to be a lot more digging into the entertainment industry. I mean, we already have kind of had that a little bit with like the Me Too movement and things like that, um, where some things have been exposed. And I feel like there's going to be more with that. Um, there's going to be, I feel like people are in a place right now where they're doing a lot of introspection, you know, they're doing a lot of healing. And some of that does require kind of, you know, putting things out there um, that are not sometimes easy to talk about, but that are very, you know, can kind of move our energy forward. So um, I think there's going to be a lot more sort of exposing of, around that. Um, I also want to say, too, that I feel that next year, you know, for certain people with the entertainment world, I think it might be a more challenging year. Um, I, I was seeing, like, for example, uh, Britney Spears. Um, I see her having some struggles next year, um, uh, personally, professionally, maybe even with her health. Um, for some reason, she was somebody that came up a lot in, in, in meditation. Um, also, I feel, too... Um, but again, still, and it's kind of, like I said, not a bad thing. And sometimes people hear this and they get paranoid or something, but, you know, I see there being a, a, a kind of a redesigning of Hollywood. You know, I feel like there's been so much with, you know, it's almost like, you know, the haves and the have nots. Um, but we're going to see a lot of changes around that, which we've already started to see, um, you know, uh, people that are, able to invest in their brand and expand through things like, you know, TikTok or other social media platforms. So it's going to be something where, you know, with celebrities, it's it, there's going to be kind of a redefining of celebrities. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see that, you know, we don't maybe place the same value that we did on certain things. I mean, of course, we'll always have celebrities, but um, I see us, you know, re-looking at things with that. But I, I, I think that also, um, like I said, I think next year is going to be a major thing with, um, um, you know, definitely with our political stuff. I also feel a lot of science and health and technology stuff um, really exp- explaining, uh, expanding. Um, I feel that um, when we talk about sort of the mixed reality metaverse stuff, um, I see Apple, of course, they've already talked about, you know, that they are kind of basically working on, doing stuff with that and, and, and talking about that. And I see them really rebranding some of that and sort of taking that stuff over. Um, right now we have metaverse kind of like it's sort of mixed in with, um, you know, the Facebook world. And I see that I feel Apple taking that really to the next level and kind of leaving Facebook in the, um, in the, in the, you know, in the dust with that. Um, I also see a lot of exploration. I don't know if there'll actually be travel there, but I feel like within the next three years there will be, but I see a lot of stuff with um, private funded space travel, uh, particularly around Mars. Um, so that's going to be something um, that we'll see. And also I feel that because um, there's always negative negatives and then there's always positives. Um, but I do feel that with everything that's going on with Ukraine and Russia, something that's happened at a smaller level, but I think we'll see it a lot more in the next two years for sure. So some next year, but um, I think that this is going to push us towards um, some of the dynamics over there, I think it's going to push certain countries, um, which it already has to some extent, but I see it happening much more where we really are starting to look at renewable energy sources in a much bigger way. Um, and we're going to be moving away from some of the fossil fuels and accelerating more towards clean energy. Um, I think because of some of the Russia-Ukraine stuff, people are going to not want to be reliant on a certain country or something like that to provide things. So I think that could be a positive that comes out of kind of a, you know, sort of that negative situation. 
And do you see that war ending anytime soon? Not next year. No, I think it, I feel it'll continue. Uh, it'll, it'll definitely continue into 2024. Um, psychically, what I feel is that Putin is, you know, he's waiting to see how politics play out in the United States. Um, and he is, he's wanting, um, to have an alliance, um, with Trump. But I don't really see that happening, um, because I don't see that, you know, Trump, you know, coming to that place of power. But I think he will be important in the Republican Party and, and maybe in other ways, but I don't see him being president again. So I think because of that, that's going to shift things. And I think that that's actually in a way going to make, you know, Putin actually kind of go crazy, I feel. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting stuff. And you can get the entire list of Thomas's predictions. Um, go to his website, mediumthomas.com, mediumthomas.com. And it's, it's all there. You can get the predictions with some classes and meditations and all sorts of wonderful goodies. Um, today it's, it's live today. So, um, we're excited about that. Any other one prediction that stands out to you that's on your heart that you would like to share? Um, to tease people to to want to read all the entire thing um, that you think would be fun or helpful in any way? Well, I think, you know, everybody is talking about Elon Musk. And, you know, when I tune into predictions and as a psychic and a medium, I just see energy. So I don't bring in my personal beliefs or, you know, how I think or what, you know, what would benefit me the most. But it's when I've been tuning into Elon, I've been feeling first off that he's very, very easy. He almost has an angry energy, which I don't think is really necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes that can propel people to change. But I feel that he is in an, he's kind of in an angry state of mind. He wants to really prove a point, I feel. Um, and I feel that he is doing a lot of, you know, some people may say he's crazy. Some people may say he doesn't know what he's doing. But what I see around him is he's regrouping. Um, he's building towards the future. Um, he is going to have, um, you know, people have said, oh, he's taken some financial hits and stuff. I see that he's right now moving towards having a trillion dollar company that will happen in the next five years. Um, and I feel that he is building. It sounds weird to say this, but he's building like a force around him, a, 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 a group around him. You know, he is wanting to expand to all countries and he's going to be partnering. I see him park partnering with spirit told me is kind of with the best of the best. So I don't know quite what he's up to, but um, I definitely feel that he is a, a bit major, you know, a major force to be reckoned with. And I think he's going to be in an interesting part of the landscape over the next five years. Um, you know, somebody like Mark Zuckerberg, I feel is on a major downward spiral. Um, and I see th- him going through a major, you know, personal reset. And it's interesting because I've been partnering a lot with my um, colleague and friend, Maria Shaw. And it's interesting because the stuff that I see psychically, she then goes into their astro- astrological charts and she can see it right in their charts so it's super fascinating oh it is and i love maria shaw too she um i've had her on many times and i know you guys are traveling the country together doing some great uh, things so this is just part of the what is i find the brilliance of you thomas john you're not only a psychic and a medium but you have a really um incredible way of seeing the world and and 
personal experience. You're an old, old soul. You're not old at all, but you're an old soul. And you were, when I met you, when you were in your 20s, mid-20s, you were the same way. Um, You have this vast amount of understanding, ideas, and um, it's a, a real gift that you have that also you are able to speak and give messages from the other side. So we want everyone to be able to access you and your programs and your different uh, showing up. And let's just say right here on the air that we're going to get you here to the South Bend area. You like that? I would love that. So that sounds exciting. And also, I know that uh, this place in Greenwich, Connecticut as well, I know you have a couple of spiritual circles coming up in Westport and um, Westport, Connecticut, and also... Um, uh, there's a couple other places I saw you, you're going to be in in Connecticut as well. So everybody who's hearing my program today will be able to find you somewhere and get in on what is truly an amazing experience. If you have not seen Thomas John perform either, uh, on stage or had a, a one-on-one reading with him or an experience, I tell you, it is something that you would just, it's like nothing you've ever uh, done before or seen before. He is truly remarkable. And I'm just so grateful that you're always here on New Year's Day. Thank you so much, my dear friend. And I know um, that you're off to Paris for, for, for the New Year. So I wish you a beautiful time. And uh, by all means, we'll, we'll figure out when you're going to be here next and uh, we'll get you, we'll get you in the area. I look forward to it. You take care. Much love to you. MediumThomas.com is the website. MediumThomas.com. Lots of love and Happy New Year. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Happy New Year, everybody. I've been saying it um, all day, but uh, that's what it is. It's the new year. Happy 2023. And a good one at that. This is a really wonderful time of the year when we actually take stock and look forward and hope for the absolute best for our lives and those that we love. And um, a, a lot of times it takes self-reflection, um, the writing down of goals and and uh, sticking to them and the discipline of it. But it also takes, I think, great wisdom uh, from people that uh, have had a lot of years under their belt and have something to teach us all. My guest today, I am so excited to have a nonagenarian, my first nonagenarian, I think, on this program. Her name is B or Beatrice, short for Beatrice Franklin. She is 98 years young and she is absolutely an incredible woman who still is so busy and so full of life to make your head spin. I mean, really puts us all to shame. So I'm so excited. She is um, at her home in Long Island in New York. And B, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the way home. You're welcome. I'm delighted to be here. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. And a very healthy, happy New Year to you and your family. Thank you so much. I just marvel. Um, I get goosebumps thinking about it. Um, someone that has been around as long as you have and yet still with such an incredible sense of life about her. What year were you actually born in? 1924. Oh, June my 30th. <laughs> June 30th, 1924. So that's, that's the proof of the pudding right there. 98 years. I don't even know where to start um, with that. 
I'm trying to imagine. So were you born in New York? No, I was born in Philadelphia. We lived in Philadelphia until I was nine. And then we moved to New York. I see. Well, your father was somewhat of an icon, a star in his in in the business world back in 1921. Tell us about the company he helped to found. Uh, was, well, he didn't really help to found it. My uncle Mo from Manny Mo and Jack, and his best friend Manny, who I think, I think they met during World War One in the Navy, uh, and they decided that. Automobiles were an up-and-coming thing, and that they wanted to open up an accessory store for automobiles. And um, the man who was originally Jack had to leave the business very early in the beginning of it. And um, my father was a lawyer at the time, and they asked my father to, who was, was the brother of Mo, if. Um, he could take over part of the running of the business, which he did until he decided in 1929 that he wanted to be out on his own. And that's when we moved to New York and he started his own business. And that was uh, a Strauss, was it Strauss Stores? Strauss Stores, yes. And what what did Strauss do? I know Pep Boys was all about uh, automobile uh, parts and things like that right at the advent of, of really the, the the very first cars ever. Um, so that was an incredible foresight of the Pep Boys brand. But uh, what was Strauss Stores about? Well, my as I said, my dad was affiliated. He became Jack of Jack uh, of the, the Pep Boys when the original Jack left. So they had already put the name up, but the uh, the figure, the face of my father, replaced that of Jack's. So that it was Manny Mo and Jack, and people knew my father then as Jack of Stra- of the Pep Boys. Uh, now, where I lost track. Of That's okay. Was, uh, <laughs> no, oh, so I, my father stayed with the with, with the, the Pep Boys for a few years, and then in 1929, he decided he wanted to go out on his own. And since Pep Boys was founded in Philadelphia and was mostly known in Philadelphia. My father said he would never go into direct competition with his brother, so he decided to come to New York. And for four years, he traveled five days a week by train from Philadelphia to New York to run his business until he decided it was a successful business and we should move to New York. And here I am. And here you are, all these, uh, well, 80 some, you know, 87 years later. Um, so, so Strauss Stores, was that a, a similar type of business? What kind of That's business exactly was it? Exactly the same kind of a business. business. Okay. So it was what the same thing as, yeah. yes. Well, I know that the Pep Boys, um, branding, their logo still has the original picture. That's does it right. not? Of That's your dad. And, yes, it's amazing. And then I know that AutoZone came in eventually and kind of uh, uh, bought some of the stores because they were so successful, um, the Pep Boys. So what a fascinating thing. Now, flash forward. So you're living in New York. And tell me about your life because, I mean, you went to college during a time when Young women didn't really, uh, not a lot of them did that, right? What year were you in college? I was in college in 19, well, I graduated in 1941 from high school. 
and went to uh, University of Wisconsin. And I was there for over a year and a half, but I became very ill. I was in the hospital for six weeks out there and then uh, with pneumonia. And my mother decided that was not where I should be going to school. So I transferred to NYU and graduated from there. I lost a year of uh, credits. So I graduated in 1946 from uh, NYU. Okay, 1946. What was your degree in B? Business. Business? Yes. And then I decided that I wanted to be a journalist. So I transferred from business to a journalist. And then I married in my senior year, and I decided I wasn't going to go into journalism. I was going to become a a homemaker, which is what I did. You did, but um, the same curious mind of a journalist. And indeed, you ended up marrying a photojournalist, someone very prominent in that um, field during World War II. Is that correct? Your husband? That's correct. That's correct. A picture that he took in, during the war was a picture of um, General Patton, General Eisenhower, and Franklin Roosevelt in a jeep. I think it was in Italy, but I'm not certain. And uh, somehow it was printed and is now a, a picture in some museum local. I don't know where. And uh, that's how Ken became involved with with me and with the picture and with my husband. Uh, but he was he he was a wonderful photographer. And but he took so many pictures that were not really printable for the public. And he um, didn't want to do it anymore after he left the Army. So he went into business with my father. Very interesting. And But, uh, for example, when you're talking about some of these photographs, was he not one of the photographers that um, was actually at Dachau, at the concentration camp upon liberation? Yes, he was with the troops that liberated Dachau. And And we uh, have pictures of it. It must have been unbelievable. I don't know how how we went on living. I mean, to to look at those pictures and know that people did that to other people was it's incredible. To this day, I can't believe how people who worked for the German government, which was Hitler, uh, how they went on to live their lives without caring about all these people who were skeletons. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I can't even imagine. So are you still in possession of all of your husband's work, his I photographs? I have two albums. I have two albums with all of his pictures. I mean, yeah. they sound absolutely incredible. And uh, that is uh, such an amazing, you know, I find people like that. They are heroes in the military, like people who fight as well, people who can you know, tell the story of what's happening, because for many people, it just didn't exist if they didn't know about it. It was it was people like your husband uh, taking these photographs um, in real time and and sending them, bringing them back here to America and showing the people what actually happened, which that to me is is heroic. And, and I'm sure they're museum quality. So that was incredible. So you lived through that entire time. Um, and then you had sons and grandsons and stuff, but you be, you're someone yourself who was also very, uh, into the 
the life of Broadway and you were friends of many actors and, and you had a really, it sounds like a very interesting cultured life. You've traveled to 30 countries, B. Tell us um, some of your involvement in the arts in New York. Well, my oldest son and I are very interested in the theater. Um, my husband was not. I mean, we went to shows together, but he wasn't that involved. And after he passed, Rick and I became very active in going to the theater and seeing musicals, seeing dramas. And uh, Rick has a way of getting to meet back, through the backstage some of these stars. And now we do travel to uh, friends of ours who are in touring companies. Actually, the mo- one show is um, The Fiddler on the Roof, which is traveling around the United States. And another friend of ours was appearing in Tootsie, but uh, they're on, some, on Christmas, vac- New Year's vacations now. So um, he's, oh, he's over visiting his parents, his family in South Africa. Oh, my goodness. And tell me, how many, if you... Think if you could count how many Broadway musicals have you seen, do you think, in your lifetime? It started when I was 12 when my parents took me to a show about a military academy because my brother was in a military academy at that time. So that was in, what, 1936? And ever since then, I have no idea how many shows I've seen. I mean, it must be at least 20 or 30 shows that are musicals. Everything from um, Chorus Line to Anne. We have friends who appeared in Annie, and we still see some of those people. But it's been a wonderful life, and I enjoy living this life. I plan to stick around for another few years at least. Oh, I just think it's amazing. Well, uh, people can't see what you look like at the moment. I will have a picture on social media, but I'm looking at you on video right now. And I am absolutely amazed at at your youth and your vitality. You're you're just I would put you at maybe 70 oldest at 70. But here you are, 98, almost 30 years beyond that. It's just beautiful to me. And I would love to know. You know, what you would attribute your your wonderful way of you're still being so involved in in the arts and traveling and theater and your children and your grandchildren, or your great grandchildren living such a full life still to this day. You're doing a lot of media. You're doing radio tours and 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 video and things like that. What would you say are some of the top reasons that you are the way you are? One top reason My husband, when he came home from the war, wanted to think only positive thoughts. And he taught me to think positively. We wouldn't ever, we were never allowed to mention anything that was negative. So I I, I owe it to my husband because I don't like to think negative thoughts. It's only positive. And uh, I tell people here, if they say something negative, I say, you have to think positively. And uh, so I guess that's my motto. And I think that's what's kept me going all of these years, um, feeling so good about being alive. And I, I am. I, I, I said to my, my um, primary doctor, 
I expect to be around for another two years because I want to be able to say I'm a century old. And he said, if I were you, I'd go for 105. So I said, oh, it's all right with me. As long as I feel as good as I do, I'm going to stick around for as long as I can. I think that is amazing. And I think you really hit the nail on the head. Positivity. It People, people say, oh, but, you know, that's Pollyannish. Uh, you know, if you look at everything that way, you're, you're just, uh, you know, playing tricks with yourself that doesn't work. But, uh, I, I beg to differ. I completely agree with you. It's the people who can see the cup half full, not half empty are the ones who do the best. And I, I'm, I'm so grateful that you're, that your health goes along with your your beautiful way of thinking as well. Well, you have, it sounds like to me, just an incredible life that you've lived, but you sound like you have a lot more life in you, B. Franklin. Um, are you optimistic for the, the direction the world is going in, or do you not think like that? You just focus on the positive of your daily life. I think about the positive of my daily life, but I'm hopeful for a world of peace eventually. I mean, that's what we all wish for. And I, I don't understand why people, after everything that's happened in the last 50 years, that they can't think positively and live positively so that we don't go after one another. People are wonderful people. And if you find someone who, who isn't so nice, you don't have to put up with it. You move right. on to something else. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And there's more beauty in the world than there's not. And and to get stuck on that, you're absolutely right. B. Franklin, thank you so much. I wish you just the most beautiful uh, 98th year. And then you will no longer be a nonagenarian, right? When you turn 99, you become a... Yes, you will. And you will be in a whole other class of wonderful. And I'm so happy for you. Continue seeing your Broadway shows and bringing joy to your family, because I know that you do and traveling and doing all the beautiful things that you do. And for your positive, beautiful energy you put into the world. I feel very blessed to have talked to you today. I wish you a happy, happy new year. Thank you, and I wish you a healthy, happy year, you and your family, for many Thank years. You. Oh, God bless you. Thank you so much. You are listening to The Way Home. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. I cannot believe that uh, 2022 went by as quickly as it did, but it's exciting to begin a new year with all of you. And of course, with my team from The Way Home, Jim Cleefield, the voice of, uh, well, the golden pipes of Jimmy Dean, my uh, side side everything here, and Bob Small, my producer. So say something that you hope to experience more of in the new year. Well, I guess I'll start that. I mean, uh, after the turbulent 2022 I had, a lot of ups and downs, how it started versus how it finished. I, I hope really for a lot more happiness. I mean, I'm in a new home. I love my job with the furries. I've talked about that on this show. I'm making new friends uh, in Stanford and even around the area and getting to have some new experiences really that I've missed out for so many years. 
And I hope to do a lot more of that in the future, more socially, if you will, because I'm way more than just what I do here in this show or the job. I just want to really broaden my social horizons and see more friends. Those are the kind of things that really make me happy, and that's really on my wish list. And, of course, to go visit some friends, just really just to enjoy life, just a real true quality of life. And it's something that I'd like to have more for 2023. I that love that. Great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, being present in the now, present. I want to take issue with your opening remark, Laura, where you said the year went by quickly. I don't, it didn't feel that way to me. It really dragged. 2022 for me really took a long time to go by. Are you serious? Why. Yeah. I, oh. Well, okay, then I stand corrected. It's I don't know. Obviously it, everybody feels it differently, of course. Yeah. A subjective state of mind, for sure. But um, is there something that you look forward to in 2023 that you'd like to experience? More than a goal of, like, you know, losing weight or exercising more. Something you would like to experience, Bob? Well, I already know about something I'm going to experience, which is kind of different and new uh, for Christmas. My nieces and nephews got together and gave me the gift of a ride in a or a chance to drive like a Ferrari or some exotic car around a racetrack for a few laps. That's going to really? be quite an experience. Yeah. Now, you live in Connecticut. Yeah. I know that Paul Newman had a, a racetrack up in, was it in Westport or some, some black, I can't well, remember. He didn't have, it wasn't his track, but he raced at Lime Rock, Lime Rock. a lot. Yes. Lime yes. Rock. I and was that's, saying black that's exactly where I would go, yeah. Fantastic. Well, yeah. I'm happy for you. Boy, how smart were they getting their uncle uh, yeah. one of his dream uh, bucket list items? Yeah. Maybe not the car, but the experience of riding for in sure, one. For sure, for sure. That is so great. I love that. I absolutely love that. Well, I would like to experience uh, peace, gratitude. My beloved father passed away uh, just a few weeks ago, and that was a huge, huge um, thing for my family. Uh, my my dad, Tom Smith, was truly one of the all-time great men of the world he really was the quintessential loving father doting husband he was a renaissance man he he traveled the world with the work that he did working for various companies and starting them up um, overseas and he he literally saw the world but more than anything the friendships that he created and the young people that he mentored along the way it was always with love in his heart. He was a deep philosophical man, a kind man and a generous man. And so I want to take the spirit of my dad, Tom Smith, into 2023 with me. I don't want to leave him as a memory of something sad that happened last year. I want to bring his spirit and heart into the new year with me. That's my goal. Inspiration. And mm -hmm. Yeah. He, he was an inspiration to every person he met. And I, I know that sounds cliched. But it's really true. He was a very unique and special, exceptional human. So on that note, I want to say that I love you guys. Thank you, Jimmy and you Bobby, too. for all, you all you do for the show all year long. And to my listeners who are with me and, and often say that they're inspired by the, the quality of the people who are on the program and the different stories that we talk about. I love you all. And I love communicating in this way with you. And I pray that all of you listening near and far have a wonderful 2023 lots of love from the way home i'm laura smith